This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Seinfeld. You have the same first name. Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> as I am entering Seinfeld into... Should have... 1989 <laughs> is when this show debuted. Starring Jerry Seinfeld, uh, George Costanza. What the hell are their real names? Um, <laughs> Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander, Michael Richards, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and others. Um, it ran for nine seasons, I believe. Yeah, nine yep, seasons. nine seasons. Um, I think it's been, if you listen to the show, you know that Alex and I really love this show. Scott, not so much. Not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, this is probably my favorite show. I I switch between this and the rest of development, but 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 uh, early Simpsons and early definitely early Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not. I started. I caught it probably like during season four, season five. Like I I wasn't watching it straight from the beginning, but then once I found it on reruns, basically when I found it on reruns, then I started watching the new episodes as they were coming out. Um, you, Alex. I caught this actually during the eighth season is when I finally discovered it after uh, I was in high school. So Brian kept raving about it. So he was like, dude, you got to watch it. I'm like, all right, fine. And then I saw an episode and my first episode was a soup Nazi. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest show on earth. (laughs) Besides the Simpsons, but yeah. So so, (laughs) sidetrack real quick here. So uh, I know Jeff brings brings this up every once in a while with uh, people not getting pop culture at work. I yeah. I made we so at work there was literally the guy that plays the soup Nazi on a monitor, and I made like some joke related to that, and I just got blank stares, and then I was like, "Soup's not soup Nazi." And more blank stares. Seinfeld blank stares. It's like goddamn kids. Anyway, <laughs> and I don't even like Seinfeld, and I knew it. So is that a thing now? It's like Seinfeld not even in the well, it, culture. Yeah, that, that was a little surprising. I thought it would be like kind of a hipster thing at this point. Yeah. But I, but you know I guess what's not. Really big with kids now is like The Office. Everyone talks about that show, and I know that's I don't know six years after this, seven years after this, but it's still like that one. All all today's youth are talking about <laughs> like, <laughs> the yeah, youth of Seinfeld. And Seinfeld was uh, our parents' cheers. Does that work? Uh, my parents' cheers. Uh, they watch Bonanza. That's about it. Well, after uh, after last week, we established that that Alex's cheers is actually cheers. That's true. Yeah. Even though neither one of us, neither Jeff or I, am convinced that he actually watched it. Known the guy for over twenty years. I'm not pretty pretty sure that's not true, but whatever. I've seen I'll, it. I'll allow it. I watch I'll it every once in a while. It's on Hulu. It's great. <laughs> Oh, well, if it's on Hulu. Yeah. All right, well, 
Uh, this week, instead of doing um, our seven and a crossover, we're just doing our top ten favorite Seinfeld moments. No crossover list today. Um, and I try, I mix in moments and episodes where like I felt an entire episode just needed to be on here, and then some I just picked little bits. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, let's get into it. Uh, since this was Alex's pick, you go ahead, Alex. All right. Most of my list here is... Uh... Not necessarily the the things that are most popular, people find the most funny, but it's just because I always find like a certain delivery of a line like just cracks me up and I'll be dying of laughter and nobody else will be at the same time. I was like, dude, the way you delivered that was perfect. And my number 10 is an extra during the candy, the, the candy bar lineup episode with her garage and there's this lady who was an extra and she said from the back was hey willis check it out <laughs> free candy <laughs> and i quote uh. that all this stuff i quote to this day and i think it was so great because she had a mouth just stuffed full of candy while she was trying to talk <laughs> so she swallowed like you could tell the actress actually just swallowed like a big chunk of candy in between her lines like hey willis check it out free candy <laughs> Yeah, my uh, brother would does that one all the time. Yeah. So. Free candy. Free candy. I know you assholes have me saying at least the candy part of it. And I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I, I have know. no frame reference, but I always go candy. <laughs> yeah, because Alex says her mouth's full of it. So when she says it, she's got this little, little twang on it or something. Yeah. Free candy. It's, it's so it's just, just a tiny little perfect movie that cracks me up every time. And then George going ape right afterwards is pretty funny. They were all Twix. <laughs> they robbed me of Twix. Hey, do you want a Twix? No thanks. I don't like coconut. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right. Um, I have my list is more than 10, so I'm going to have to whittle this down. But I'll just go. This is another. He was a significant extra. And David Putty. I'm just including him throughout, but because of his scenes. <laughs> And in that episode, high five. Always trying to get the high fives from Jerry. Jerry not liking it. Um, his introduction is Elaine's boyfriend slash crazed face painting New Jersey Devils hockey fan. Mm-hmm. And you go, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, the dumb jock. But my favorite is just a simple line. She's, he's sitting on the couch and Elaine's like, what do you feel like for dinner? And he just goes, feels like an Arby's night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No one's ever said that before. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Feels like an Arby's night. And a second to that would be when he and her are flying home from their trip to Europe and they're they've broken up like twelve times on the on the trip. And they're sitting next to each other on the flight and they they've just made up. And she starts reading a magazine and he just starts staring blankly into the seat in front of him. She's like, you gonna read anything? He's like, no, nah, I'm all right. You just gonna sit there and stare at the chair? Yeah. Just, just, she can't handle it. God damn it! What's wrong with you? Uh, David Putty. So there you go. And later on, he became the tick. Mm-hmm. Scott, number ten. All right, my number ten. So uh, just to add to what Jeff was saying before, or parroted, I guess. So I'm not a fan of the show. Uh, but I did think about a couple of whole episodes um, that I did remember that I thought were pretty funny. And uh, I, I still went with just the moments. 
And and actually, this list was actually pretty easy for me to come up with, because I basically threw everything I remembered about Seinfeld, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it made its way on here with a couple of exceptions. Uh, so for my number ten, um, is actually uh, not not anything one of the main characters says, but a one-off by uh, a super attractive Terry Hatcher uh, oh, yeah. as oh, she's yeah. walking out the door. Uh, and by the way, <laughs> they're real and they're spectacular. <laughs> Uh, that was great delivery, great line, um, and it stuck with me somehow, uh, despite not having uh, really real Seinfeld attachment. Uh, and I've, I've heard other people say spectacular. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I've you know, and I, and I hear other people quote that for different things, and I still I, I use that quote every once in a while. But uh, yeah, it's it's a great line. Yeah, so it's my number ten. That's one of their best uh, running jokes in the series. Because they have a couple other characters say it, too. Okay. I thought it only happened one more time in the finale. With um, with Jackie Childs? Jackie Childs, and he says it about her, too. I could have sworn. <laughs> I thought it was the only other time. Was there one more? Was she, ever, was, she, was she in more than one episode? So they brought her back for the finale. They brought, like, all the extras back for okay. the finale. And no, didn't they also, like, have, like, a very short... Spot whenever when the pilot finally aired and everybody was watching it that they knew, she was uh, her boyfriend was oh. the book author. What's his face? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be right about that. Okay. Do they what bring do you, back? What did he uh, say? He's like uh, Brian Cranston. That James Manfield has some big breasts. Or who is it? Well, that's no, that's the original episode. That's one when because Jerry's trying to bring it up and that's his segue. He just says it out of nowhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, what's his face? Uh, Cranston's in a bunch of episodes. Yeah, so he's yeah. He's a very yeah. featured Watley. extra. Yeah. yeah. The dentist. <laughs> yeah. All right. Alex, number nine. My number nine is, I don't remember the whole episode. i got to rewatch these again. But it was when Elaine was desperate because the company that made her favorite sponge... And this is a vaginal sponge, people, for, for people that didn't know, that is a contraceptive. So it was her favorite, but they were discontinuing it. So <laughs> she had her current boyfriend right there sitting on the bench, and he, she, she had, like, a clipboard running down a list, like, an interview to see if he was sponge-worthy, because she had a limited supply of them. <laughs> so it was just awesome, Elaine, running down the list. It's like, you're going to do something about this? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do something. He was just so nervous because he wanted to be sponge-worthy. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Gross. When she's, but hilarious. When she's, yeah. When she's trying to, like, track down the last thing. There's a guy has a case. And she's like, I'll take the whole thing. <laughs> so good. All right. Um, my number nine, and this is, I think this is because we quote it more than anything but this is when uh so for a while george worked for the yankees and one of the scenes it has nothing really to do with the yankees but he's uh elaine this is when elaine is like babysitting mr pitt rich millionaire billionaire and he eats a snickers bar with a fork and knife and so she tells she tells everybody about this and then uh george does the same thing at one of the yankee meetings and they're like are you eating with a fork and knife? He's like, how do you eat it? With your hands? <laughs> oh, God. I think that's another one we say all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and, and then the trend catches on. It's like, on the way over yeah. here, I saw a woman eating Reese's Pieces with a spoon. <laughs> I have to admit, I still have not tried it, but it's a bucket list. Pretty easy to accomplish. I just haven't done it yet. Knife and fork. Scott, have you ever eaten a Snickers with a knife and fork? I have not. Have you ever eaten eaten Snickers with your hands? With my hands, yes. (laughs) Savage. But it was like all of a sudden that pushed him over the top, and the people thought he was. Oh God, Seinfeld's so good. (laughs) All right, Scott, number nine. All right, my number nine, and so I vaguely remember the setup to this. Uh, where throughout the entire episode, and, and normally I was more annoyed with Kramer's character than anything else, uh, but and this one was pretty funny. He kept uh, he, he would go to the gym to swim because of his back, and then uh, somehow he wound up in the East River, like swimming in the East River, and it, like yeah. did wonders for his back. And there was some subplot about a mattress that wound up stinking because he was using it and swimming the swimming the East River um, that. Elaine was being a creep and trying to give a mattress back or something. Um, but anyways, yeah, just him winding up in the East River, and then, like, at the very end, <laughs> he's pissed because everybody else found out about it, and so there's a bunch of other people swimming in the East River. Uh, it, was, it was funny to me. I remembered it. That's pretty much all these. I was like, eh, I remember that. Um, did, did I, did I, so, did I uh, give a proper synopsis for that one? Basically, Elaine's boyfriend's dating a chiropractic bed salesman or whatever, and so Kramer has back problems, and then he tells everybody about, he tells Elaine about the East River being good to swim in, and then he tells all his clients, and then all of a sudden they show up. And, but he has a line like, look at that guy, that guy's swimming, he's not even kicking his legs, and it's, you know, dead bodies floating in the East River. <laughs> <laughs> and then that also, one of my favorite lines is when, Elaine's boyfriend tells her what he does. He's like, uh, your store doesn't have one of those like punny names like back in business or good vertebrations. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's called the lumbar yard. <laughs> Jeebus. Yeah. All right, Alex, number eight. My number eight, and Jeff, you brought this one to my attention because I hadn't noticed before. <laughs> but I forget what episode it is, but Elaine was dating this guy. And he's like, oh, did I get any messages? He's like, oh, yeah, here, I wrote, I wrote it down. And she wrote it down, and she's like, oh, so-and-so had a baby. He's like, yeah, okay, that's nice. And then Lane pauses and goes, huh, you didn't put an exclamation point on there. He's like, what? He's like, you obviously didn't think this was worthy of an exclamation point. So they get into this whole argument. It's like, see, I'd put an exclamation point at the end of that sentence and at the end of this sentence. And then finally he goes, well, I'll put an exclamation point on this. I'm leaving. <laughs> Just the hand motions that he does yes. right before he goes out. Oh, it was great. You, this is more a visual gag than anything, but the escalation of the fight. <laughs> Just the hand motions at the end. Pure gold. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, he has his finger up and he points it up. I'm leaving. But he doesn't so even just point with one finger. He's using, like, the sign of the devil to do it. <laughs> Is he? I don't remember that yeah. part. Okay. <laughs> What's up, Scott? So, quick question. Out of out of all four characters, who who went through the most boyfriend or girlfriend? Jerry. Was it Jerry? 
He yeah. had a girlfriend every week. Okay. Yeah. I felt I felt like other than like I vaguely remember Putty being around for a while and the and Brian Cranston with Elaine, but otherwise yeah, I mean, Elaine went through a lot, too, but she would have... They would last a little longer. Jerry was every week. Was, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Janine Garofalo was like two episodes, and that was like a big deal. They got married or something. <laughs> like that, was, that was a thing. Oh, they got engaged. <laughs> engaged, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Jerry and... Um... It was the world's first mutual breakup. <laughs> and then... Uh... The exclamation point, so that's a running gag throughout the series. Really? It's like, it, yeah, because remember later on when, uh, oh, I forgot, one of her old bosses opens Top of the Muffin to you! To you! Yes, oh, ex- yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then I think one of her thing, first things she gets proofread, and she goes, yes, you have too many exclamation points in here. <laughs> oh, I never noticed that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I have there's one more I'm trying to whittle off, whittle off my list, but I can't. But let's go to this one now, yeah. and um, this is toward the later seasons, and this is George going out on a high note. Yeah. So George yeah. is talking, telling Jerry how like he's in a meeting. Adam, Jerry, they're eating out of the palm of my hands, and then I lost him. And then he's like, "You know what? You got to go out on a high note. When you get that peak, just walk out and go. That's how they do it in Vegas." And so, next meeting George is at, he says something funny, they all laugh and chuckle, and he just goes, all right, folks, I'm out of here, and he just leaves the meeting. <laughs> and then he starts doing it in his everyday life. He'll say something funny in Jerry's apartment, and Elaine and Kramer laugh, and he does the same thing, and he leaves, and everyone's loving him. It's awesome. So, go out on a high note, folks. Yep. Like Costanza. And it Costanza. doesn't... It doesn't backfire on him at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, but later on he gets, the guy fires everybody else because they suck compared to George. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm. two turns, oh me! No, Kruger, <laughs> K Kruger, Kruger. <laughs> oh god damn it, Scott, number eight. All right, uh, my number eight is uh, George making the the hammock bed under his desk <laughs> in his office at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that was a little nook. Yeah, but that was a great gag. Enough for me to remember it. And then uh, I, I did. I do always remember laughing at uh, uh, Larry David playing Steinbrenner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, know, was he the actual body or was he just the voice? Nah, I, 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 just I the that voice. I, yeah, that I don't know. It was, yeah, it's probably the voice. But uh, the <laughs> he gets George to call, or he gets Jerry to call on the bomb threat, and they. Or Steinbrenner's there with all of his grandkids <laughs> in George's office for no reason. And he's just sleeping under there. And I think that he never goes home because, like, works really hard, but nope. <laughs> yeah. No, like, there's one scene where he's sleeping down there. His alarm clock goes off. He gets up, grabs his jacket. Time for lunch! knuckles <laughs> and walks out of the pit. Yep. He, he had a really George. nice setup there. He did. So what, what was it he did for the Yankees? Assistant to the traveling secretary. Uh-huh. Okay. So apparently helping book hotel rooms for the Yankees when they were in yeah. Anaheim and wherever. Okay. All right. Uh, Alex, number seven. 
My number seven is also from side character side characters. Um, side this characters. episode, um, Elaine was trying to dodge this guy that only wore like a denim vest, <laughs> and it was oh, one of the guy one of the kids from the hall. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Was it right the guy with the, the the black curly hair? Yeah. Okay. Uh, God, what's the guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It wasn't Dave I can't Foley. Think of any of their names. No. Yeah, not Dave Foley. It was in Bruce not McCulloch. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Kevin something? I want to say it is not Kevin McCormick or Kevin McAllister. I think it's Mick something. Anyway, go ahead. So the thing is that throughout this whole episode, Elaine gives out fake numbers. But then all of a sudden, she needs to get in contact with Denim Vest. So she has to go to the place whose fake number she was giving out without her knowing and it was this race uh, betting. Uh, it wasn't the racetrack, but it was where you place uh, bets and stuff for the ponies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hi, I'm Elaine Bennis. <laughs> and the guy behind the counter is like, hey, it's Elaine Bennis. Elaine Bennis, the whole crowd <laughs> chimes in. And it's like, hey, <laughs> you get a lot of men callers. You know who's a man? I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> you know who else is a man? Jerry over there. He's a man. Yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> Just that literal interaction between both the two side characters in a thing was awesome. Uh, perfect delivery, once again. <laughs> it's one of those moments that as I'm remembering it, it's, it's bringing back a bunch of laughs. Oh my god, I can't oh. think about it without laughing. <laughs> I may have more to say about this, because this is part of one of my entire episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Denim, Jerry, denim vest. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe this is... Oh, wait. Man, I'm getting this confused with something else. This is the Two-Face one. Yeah. When Jerry's dating the Two-Face, and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. She's in the wrong lighting. <laughs> yeah, she's in the wrong lighting, but then... No, wait, this is... Oh, God, I'm getting this confused with something else. We'll talk about this more later. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um... Oh, got to pick here. All right, well, this is just... The... Uh, this is uh, a moment... A little brief little song, and it's George Costanza's answering machine (laughs) message. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Oh, fuck. And then he's him sitting in the chair, and the screen is called, like dancing to the music and pulling a soda out of the side pocket of his recliner, Lazy Boy. So good. Where could I be? (laughs) Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Ah. That's how old the show is. That's referencing a show that's even 15 years older, and no one even knows what the Great American Hero is. Greatest American Hero. Greatest. Sorry. That's all we had for comic book uh, shows back then. Be thankful. <laughs> no, that, no. uh, we, we had that, no, the way that one uh, Jerry O'Connell show where you used uh, spray paint cans to fly. Slider? No, <laughs> Son uh, of a bitch. I remember that. identity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeebus. Yeah, and now you have like twelve on the WB and thirteen on Netflix, and uh, be thankful. Yeah, they watch about the guy with blonde fro wig fall into the river all the time with his because he couldn't land. I don't even remember it, but it was bad. <laughs> all right, Scott, number seven. Or, I don't know where we are. Seven, six. All right, so, yeah, seven, seven, uh, seven is the the man's ear. <laughs> or the bro, or the or the bro, 
<laughs> uh, so yeah, just uh, I I don't know when this happened. So I I was like rewatching clips, and when when did it become a thing that that Kramer and George's dad would always go on in schemes together? <laughs> was that one season or a few seasons? Because it felt like just based on like the the watching clips, the next clip was always like the two of them doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. But Kramer did it with Jerry's dad too. It's just Kramer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he did it more with Frank. He did do it more with Frank, but... Wait, who was Jerry's dad? Uh, well, it depends on what season you're watching. Right, I mean, the actor. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he wasn't a stiller. I, I don't know the actor. Yeah, he wasn't a stiller. <laughs> uh, anyway, just the the whole thing, and then <laughs> Jerry Stiller, it's fucking great. <laughs> they just go through the whole spiel, and he's like, he's like, your posture's better. And he's like, yeah, I can breathe easier, too. <laughs> it's the whole concept behind it. This the place. bro, the bro, the man's ear, uh, the man's ear. Uh, so good. He just yeah. wanted to be called the bro because it was too ethnic or something. Like that. I forget what he said. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Those two together. I mean, anything with Jerry Stiller and it was pretty damn good. Um, all right, Alex, number six. My number six is also a Frank moment. This was kind of like a behind the scenes because they did a lot of extra takes on this because Jerry was so funny that uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus couldn't stop laughing. And it was at the end of the bootlegger episode where Jerry Stiller just had to repeat the line, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Julia just could not keep a straight face through any of it. And they, take, yeah. they did I don't know how many takes. It was just brilliant. It is. It's good. If if you watch any of the outtakes, especially Julia, she cracks up all the time, and it's contagious. She has that great laugh too. And yeah. just oh, she's always busted up. And then Jerry <laughs> will start laughing, and well, he's always laughing in the scenes. The good scenes, <laughs> yeah. he's still laughing in. But <laughs> he was our Jimmy Fallon. <sighs> Don't even compare him to Jimmy Fallon. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, one laughing. But that is a hilarious moment that you're talking about, Alex. What what the, the hell, hell does that mean? Does that mean? <laughs> all right uh my number six well i'll stick with the jerry um it's the serenity now episode <laughs> uh, him just yelling serenity now that's his new technique calming technique and he just screams it at the top of his lungs and george is like are you supposed to yell it they weren't clear <laughs> <laughs> And then he gets Kramer doing it, and Kramer's getting up. For some reason, Kramer has turned his hallway into a summer. He's got little wind chimes and little uh, pots, and he's got a screen door on his, <laughs> his that, apartment. And the neighbor kids keep egging him and stuff. It's freaking random. He's got fireworks. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and this is also the episode where George is selling computers with Lloyd Braun and <laughs> uh, and Lloyd Braun is a returning character who's gone crazy. Uh, I want to say <laughs> this is the episode where Jerry was dating um, Jesse Costopoulos' wife from Full House. Okay. Uh, Lori Laughlin? Yes. Yeah, that's her. And she's the one, she's like, I never seen you get mad, Jerry. So then Jerry finally starts using emotion for the first time and then all of a sudden he, he starts crying and he's like what is this salty discharge <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
mm-hmm. all around great episode. And then the Serenity now, and then Kramer finally gets his stress relief by destroying all the computers that George had bought. And it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Serenity now, insanity later. Good for you, Lloyd! Yeah, and then the mom <laughs> yelling from the kitchen the whole time. <laughs> Whoever wins gets our water pick. You're not giving away our water pick! <laughs> I am, woman! Shut up! Serenity now! <laughs> oh, um, man. <laughs> Scott, number six. I'll quote the whole episode. Okay. Um, so, just quick down to Kids of the Hall. Uh... <laughs> there were three guys, so it was Kevin McDonald. Oh, I knew it was but, but but there was also a Bruce McCullough and uh what was the third guy? Um, Dave Foley. So it was Dave Foley, Scott Thompson, Bruce McCullough, Kevin McDonald and Did we get uh, up Scott Hall earlier, were we? <laughs> Razor Scott Ramon. <laughs> um what was the, f- the last guy? God damn it. Uh, uh Kevin McKinney. Mark McKinney. Mike McKinney. So they had, they had three mix. Yeah. They're Canadians, but they're all mix. Uh, anyways, so my number six uh, is the man hands gag. <laughs> all right, you took one of mine, Scott. Yes. All right. Well, you cool. took one of mine, so. Yeah, so I feel good. I don't have to say yeah, it. There yeah. you go. Uh, but yeah, the man hands gag. <laughs> Just the <laughs> and so normally I'm, I'm indifferent to, to, to Jerry Seinfeld as the actor in the show. Uh, but it's pretty funny here when she asks him if if he if she wants um like bread or something and he's just like no I don't want any bread <laughs> like he's just completely miserable like get some on your get some on your face uh, I think I got it <laughs> no she's like you 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 your eyelash fell down and she picks it off his cheek blow on it make a wish I really don't want it <laughs> he blows it and he opens his eyes did come true <laughs> and she's like breaking lobster with her bare hands yeah, open up. The, she opens up the beer bottle, bottle. yeah <laughs> the twist up. yeah yeah just just when she's like <laughs> whoever was playing uh the hands like poking him in the face like <laughs> awesome brilliant editing and it was awesome because the girl was so hot too but just mm-hmm. couldn't get past the man hands <laughs> She was the one where George stole her picture so he can get into El Dorado, where all the, the yeah. fancy club where supermodels hang. Right. It's like, and are when... you supposed to be here? <laughs> yeah. And, jo- and he lost the picture, so he asked Jerry to, to get one out of her purse. And so Jerry's looking through her purse for the picture. And she catches him, and she grabs his hands. He's like, ah! Oh! think next thing you know, you see him, and he's in, like, a cast or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Call Scott. Man, right, Alex, number five. My number five is the the worlds collide speech by Kramer. That was awesome when uh, Susan, George's fiance at the time, actually was starting to become friends with Jerry and Elaine. And Kramer's like, no, the worlds are colliding. And he gives this whole great speech, and he's got, like, two halves of a sandwich, and he crushes them to make his point. Uh, it was just uh, Michael Richards at his physical comedic best. That one's more of a visual gag, but it's brilliant. 
No, but it's also good because that's the only time in the series where he's the one that's socially aware of something. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? Usually he's the one who's socially oblivious to everything, and he's the one that's pointing this out to Jerry. Like, you can't do that. And then the George has the same reaction when he finds out, you can't do that! I have two worlds colliding! The two worlds, yeah, Kramer was just telling me about this. How do you not know about it? <laughs> A George divided amongst himself cannot stand. <laughs> I love the show so much. Yep. All right. Um, my next one is, and I don't know why I love this. Well, the whole episode, I think, is why it's good. But it's the, hello, <laughs> la, la, la. So Jerry's dating another extremely attractive uh, girl. And he, for some reason, he tells George that it's, when he lays in bed with her, he thinks her belly button's talking to him and saying, hello. And so they all think it's hilarious. And and then he tells, he starts laughing and he finally tells her about it. And she obviously takes offense to it. Like, thinks she's fat or something. And then meanwhile, this is when George is getting fired or they want to get rid of him from play now because he was fake being handicapped <laughs> and he won't leave because of his contract. So they're, they're like cranking up the heat in his office and boarding up the rooms and he's doing all this stuff. And then this is when Kramer gets an intern for Cramerica. <laughs> oh yeah. They're rusty. They're they're doing the the bladder system for oil tankers and they're dropping giant balls of oil out of the window. It, it's just the whole episode yeah, that I think was, is that one was crazy. And then the girl he, he he chooses the the girl makes him choose between the voice the la 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 or her, and he has like this little uh, montage about him thinking at the beach like his life with her versus <laughs> telling the joke to everybody, and like one he's having like a romantic dinner with him, and the next one he's eating dinner by his by himself but just saying the voice and everyone in the restaurant like laughing and having a good time. <laughs> oh god, so stupid. <laughs> so. And I think I like it because it is such a stupid joke that, but everybody has that with their friends, like that little dumb joke that no one else thinks is funny but you guys. And, and uh, I, I just loved it. So, hello. That's my number five, Scott. Okay, my number five is the greatest American hero. Phone message by George. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where could he be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. <laughs> He's gonna change that stupid message. <laughs> George, call me. We need to talk. Yeah. Is it? Is it like Jerry or Lane sing the song later on? Like he, they're out in their car and you hear him just kind of humming the song. Yeah, I, I want to say, was it in this episode or just in the like the next one? I don't know. It could have. <laughs> it probably was this one, but it, maybe it was a different one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alex, number four. My number four is a very quick joke, but the setup is great. Everybody enters the contest, which is whoever can go without gratifying themselves sexually the longest wins the contest. And they're in for, was it $50 each, but Elaine had to cough up double because they said it's easier for a woman. <laughs> so they, as soon as they make the bet and everything, not like... Ten minutes later in the showtime, they're like, oh my gosh, what's that? The neighbor across the way, she's walking around naked. <laughs> Kramer's like, yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> he just goes back to his apartment, comes back in five seconds, just slams down a pile of money. I'm out! 
Yeah, that's good. Oh, Jeebus. That's the same one where Jerry's dating the Virgin. It is. The the housekeeper then, from Frasier. Yeah, and Elaine's working out with JFK Jr. JFK Jr. Does, and does, does anybody have something else from that episode on their list? I don't. Nope. So, so I do. I do remember that it's not on my list. But uh, well, I actually might have what Alex just said on my list. But the the other part later on when George, <laughs> what does George say? I need hand, Jerry. That's a different episode. Yeah, isn't that's it? a different episode. Is it a completely different episode? Yeah, the hand yeah. episode. That's it's not the one with, with the. He's like a preemptive breakup. Isn't that with the Pez dispenser? Also, was that that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah I could. Yeah. So, so it was this whole time I've been wrong. <laughs> so so wait, how does George like He wins. Oh he does? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Well you uh, find out in the last season that he cheated. <laughs> yes, that's true. But take in that episode he wins. Yeah. And I like how like every night the people who've failed are the ones that are sleeping comfortably and the ones that have <laughs> restless yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> like oh yeah, just Kramer just he just, just even though he doesn't say anything when he walks out. They're all looking out the window, and he just like walks out, and then he comes back two minutes later. I'm out. Bam. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's always like on the top of Seinfeld. I don't think it's the top. So out of spite, I removed it from my list, but it is still good. All right. Uh, so this is me. Mm-hmm. No, Scott. Yeah. No. Me. Jeff. Number four. All right. This is the one where, um, I wouldn't say the whole episode, because I don't remember the whole thing, but when George, every decision I've made in my life has been wrong, and then Jerry's like, why don't you do the complete opposite? If every decision you made is wrong, then the opposite has got to be right. And then he orders a sandwich, and he's like, I always get tuna on toast. I'll have chicken on rye with coffee, or whatever it is, and then... Just the whole time, like, there's the girl sitting there, and he's like, go talk to her. I can't talk to her. The complete opposite would. (laughs) He just walks up to her. Hi, my name's George. I'm unemployed. I live with my parents. (laughs) She kicks and she puts the chair out. Hi, I'm Ashley. (laughs) Whatever her name was. Uh, And then that's when he gets Mm -hmm. the Yankee job, when he meets George Steinbrenner. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Pleasure to meet you. I I wish wish I could say say the the same. same. What you've done to this organization over the past 15 years is not only a detriment to this city. Hire this man. (laughs) Who are you, George Costanza? I'm the opposite of every man you've ever met. Yes. Ah, Damn it. See, I didn't want to put whole episodes on my list, but that's like, I think that's my favorite episode of all time. It's, It's pretty, it's good. I like that he Especially doesn't keep it up <laughs> for the rest of the series because, well... Yeah, the rest of his can't. life. Why did he do the rest of his life at that point? Uh, it was pretty... I just love when he goes, I'm unemployed, I live with my parents, and she just pushes out the seat. Hi. Yeah. Oh, so good. And then, well, when he orders the tuna, and he's like, oh, what's the opposite of tuna? I'll get chicken. And then Jerry's like, chicken's not the opposite of tuna. Salmon's the opposite of tuna, because tuna swim with the currents, and salmon go against the current. Good for the tuna. Uh, All right, oh man, Scott, go. 
Right, so my number four is Frogger. Oh, son so, of a bitch. So so I I <laughs> barely remember what the setup to this was. It doesn't really matter. They they have to get a Frogger arcade machine across the street, a busy street in New York, and they're trying to figure out how to do it. Kramer's going to run some like police tape across the street to stop all traffic, and the, the tape breaks, and George is like, no, 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 I know what to do. And then he starts pushing the, the arcade cabinet out in the street, and he goes this top-down shot, and it turns into real-life Frogger, <laughs> just like randomly backing up and going forward, like in the middle of traffic. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, he gets hit with the truck at the end, which was meh, but the just him actually moving it through traffic like that it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets stuck on the curb, and that truck <laughs> does not stop. Yeah. That's a good episode too. Like Slippery Pete. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Need an outlet. outlet. It was uh, it was oh, that one you guy. Mean, uh, you mean the holes? <laughs> yeah, Pete, Peter Stormare has been in like everything. Yeah. He always plays like the Russian guy, like the, the creepy looking Russian guy. Mm-hmm. That's the guy from Fargo, right? Yep. He was in the the beginning of John Wick two, most recently, as far as movies. Okay. Uh, Constantine. He was the devil. Mm-hmm. It's a minority report. He's the doctor that takes his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. You look like a frog. So do you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. I'm interested if we're going to start hitting some overlap here. All right. There's Alex. one specific moment in the Soup Nazi episode where it wasn't that funny at the time, but later on in life when I was started to play, um, whatchamacallit, Hearthstone. The card game for Blizzard. And every time I had the winning hand, I would always say this very loudly. And, you know, my buddies and stuff who also were fans of Seinfeld <laughs> would chime in <laughs> as I was slamming down the final card to win. And it was when the soup Nazi comes across a guy that's like, oh, yeah, I'd like a soup, por favor. He's like, por favor. Oh, yeah, I'm Spanish. <laughs> it just goes, adios, muchacho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was good. It is good. Although I think that's another overrated episode. It's good, but it's bad. Yeah, it was just that moment that, and I keep quoting that all the time. When I, whenever I know I have a winning hand or something, I just go, adios, yeah. muchacho. Yeah. Por favor. <laughs> <laughs> I am Spanish. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number three, and this is an entire episode, and you covered part of this already. I think you covered part of this. I'm pretty sure this is that episode. It's the Festivus for the rest of us. And I'm pretty sure this is the uh, Di- Elaine Denim Vest um, episode. Because, and the Two-Face, it's all the same episode. Because they meet at Tim Watley's Hanukkah party. That's where Jerry meets uh, the Two-Face girl. And then uh, Elaine gives the Denim Vest her number, and then it's the number she raised for her all the hoagies that she's the stamps for the sandwich shop. Oh she yeah, she writes back. her number down on that card on her stamp. Yeah, card. And so yeah, she's trying right. to get it back to meet him, and then like everything that you already said. And this is also when Kramer gets the job at H and H Bagels, and then he walks out again and he sabotages the thing so everything gets all steamy so that Elaine looks all ugly <laughs> and so, t- so Tim Watley's like Elaine and she's like yeah and he's like ugh <laughs> and then when they finally all meet at Jerry's house or uh, sorry like Stan's house and he's like you must be the ugly one I've heard about 
<laughs> I was in the Schwitz. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. And they just, that's not even talking about all the festive stuff with George's yeah. dad and <laughs> just that aluminum pole, no decorations. <laughs> yeah. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> then, uh, the, the, the airing of family grievances, the uh, feats of strength. I've got something to say to you, Kuga. <laughs> yeah, my, my son says your company sucks. And then the way he, he, how he invented Festivus, I was reaching for this doll and somebody else stole it from me. As I rained blows upon this man, I realized there had to be an easier way. So I invented Festivus for the rest of us. Oh. <laughs> Those raining blows down upon him. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good sentence. That's a good line. So, and I think Festivus <laughs> is one of those things I think I still hear people talk about. So, good on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, entire episode. Pure genius. And once again, another later episode. They mm-hmm. went out on the high note. <laughs> Seinfeld did what one of its episodes did. They went out on top, I have to admit. Yeah, very few shows do that nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Scott, number three. Looking at you, Simpsons. Alright, so number three is the, I'm out! Yeah, the Kramer coming in and slamming the money down. So good. Like a total creep. But yeah, it's hilarious. He ends up dating her. That's right, huh? Yeah. And then they see him, and then they see them both naked across the street, right? Kramer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he dates her, but he definitely goes over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Alright then. Alex... Number two. My number two is... <laughs> this was when Jerry was dating the deaf lineswoman. And I quote this one all the time because inevitably somebody says, what time would be good to do something? And they were in... the Jerry and this deaf uh, woman that he was dating were in the car. And he's like, oh yeah, how about I come around and pick you up around six? And she was not looking when he said that. So she didn't... Of course, she didn't hear him. <laughs> so when she turns back and looks at Jerry, so when Jerry says six is good, <laughs> yeah, she gets freaked out because she misread his lips as being sex. Oh, it's just, and this is one of those Daryl was my friend, dad moments when we've exaggerated this line so much. Because I imagine Jerry just going six is good. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't say that at all. He just no, goes, he doesn't. He goes, yeah, he just how about six? Six is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cracks me up, and I quote it. And people are like, why are you saying it like that? <laughs> I know. I've never I've never thought it was that way. I always thought six is good. Yeah, six is good. <laughs> nice. All right, um... My number two is, I think one of the best endings of an episode ever is the setup, or the ending. I'll just get the punchline: is Is anyone here a marine biologist? That's my number two. So <laughs> Jerry nice. makes makes up the story with the girl that George has become a marine biologist, and now George has to live up to this hype in order to go out with his girl. And meanwhile, Kramer's hitting golf balls into the ocean. And they're and George is walking with the girlfriend on the beach, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, is anyone here, marine biologist? 
<laughs> that line would never be uttered. It's so damn ridiculous. It's awesome. <laughs> and then just the end of the episode where George is telling the story. The sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> like an old man trying to turn, return a soup at a delicatessen. <laughs> a big wave knocked me on top of the big fish. Mammal. Whatever. <laughs> and then I reached into the blowhole and pulled out the obstruction. He shows the golf ball. And then Kramer's reaction is priceless. Is that Tillius? Hole in one. Just the line that, like, if you were faking to be something, you would never. No one would. That would never come up. Does anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> Damn it! <sighs> Why yeah. didn't you fake me being an architect? You always know I want to be a fake architect. <laughs> Scott's not laughing. Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> right, so number two is, uh, this was a running gag throughout the episode. This was uh, Kramer and Newman uh, playing Risk. And neither one of them trusts the other one to yeah. to leave the, the game alone. So they just take it with them everywhere, and it culminates on the subway. <laughs> I forget which character says it, but they say that, that the Ukraine is weak. Yeah. there's a guy standing there that happens to be from the Ukraine and he goes Ukraine is not weak and then he just flips the board and all the pieces everywhere <laughs> thus, thus ending the, the game that they're playing but yeah just Ukraine is not weak <laughs> and I, I'm sure there were other jokes about there were other risk jokes throughout the episode but I don't remember like something about Kemchakta probably I, I, I don't remember I just know Ukraine is not weak has a statement about Two guys who can't even run their own lives are running the world. <laughs> but yeah, Ukraine is not weak. <laughs> the guy just flips the board. <laughs> so that's my number two. All right. Alex, number one. My number one is a George moment <laughs> at his finest. And I can't get this out of my brain. It's so damn funny. Where George goes into this interview and he has to fake references. So he says he worked at a place called Vandalay Industries. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure this was the origin. So he says, "Oh yeah, call him up." You know, he gave him the he gave him Jerry's number. And as soon as he gets out of the interview, he starts booking it. So he finally gets to Jerry's place. He's all disheveled. He's out of breath. Okay, you're gonna get a phone call. And when you pick up the phone, you gotta say Vendelay Industries. <laughs> Not only that, that was only the first half of the moment. He's like, Jerry's like, "Okay, what do you do? I'm your latex salesman. <laughs> latex salesman." And then at the very, very end of the episode, the phone rings, and Kramer answers. He's like, what delay industries? And meanwhile, George is in the bathroom. He comes out screaming with pants around his ankles. No! You have to say Vandalay! Vandalay Industries! And he falls down. He's like, oh, no, you're way off. He just hangs up. And that's when Jerry comes back into the apartment, sees George laying on his floor with his pants around his ankles, and just looks at him and goes, and you want to be my latex salesman. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Replaying the whole thing is just killing me. Save Andalay! Save Andalay! Well, what delay industries? No, you're way off. <laughs> yeah, that's my honorable mention. I'm glad you named it. All right, uh, my number one, and this is the reason I got in. This is the first 
I think it's the first episode I ever watched. It was definitely the one that I laughed the hardest and got me really into it. And it's the the shrinkage. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So George, they're in the Hamptons. The whole the whole Hamptons episode's great too. But uh, George goes swimming in the pool. He um. He goes back into up to his room and he's taking off his wet trunks. Meanwhile, Jerry's girlfriend walks in on him, and she looks down at him and goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And he kind of gets a little chuckle, and then walks yeah. out. And then George gets super. I was in the pool, and then just that. And then George is all pissed off, and they're like, "No girls know about shrinkage." Yeah, why wouldn't they? Then Elaine walks by. Elaine, Elaine, do women know about shrinkage? You mean like laundry? <laughs> no, no, no. Like when a man goes swimming afterwards, it shrinks <laughs> like a frightened turtle. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. And then, so then George makes it. Now he has to see her nude because somehow that makes it even. <laughs> I don't know. But just the shrinkage. I was. I remember watching that late at night. This is a rerun and just dying. And then from that point on, I was hooked on Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's my number one. Uh, Scott, let's hear it. Right. Some umph in it. All right, so my number one, so you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is almost a whole episode of stuff going on. This is the one they couldn't air because uh-huh. they burned the Puerto Rican flag. Um, but specifically, uh, George comes up with something that he's going to yell out in the middle of a movie to make the <laughs> entire crowd laugh, which, which on his face is a, is a funny concept of him just being a douchebag. But then... <laughs> He's, so he's in there watching some uh, action movie, and he's already like tested out this line too. Like everybody else says it was funny, um, and then some guy pulls out a laser pen, and it, like is using it to like put up people's noses and stuff, and everybody's laughing. And <laughs> George, he, he he's like stopped in his track, and he's just kind of like hurt, gotta hurt, and then <laughs> he just keeps getting more enraged till he's like he stands up. Damn you, laser pen guy. I don't know. That, I don't think I've ever laughed harder at anything uh, was Seinfeld related. But he goes, hurt! Gotta hurt! Gotta hurt. Yeah. yeah. Damn you, laser pen just, guy! Yeah, you're nothing but a prop comic. Yeah. He's just highlighting his nipples. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Like, so, so what else happened in that episode? Like, there was like a series of events like Kramer winds up burning the Puerto Rican flag during like Puerto Rican Day, basically, in New York, right? Yeah, they're having a yeah. parade... And that's why Jerry was stuck in traffic and everything. And he wanted to go against traffic, but he had to apologize to the other guy. Uh, and his car gets up, gets, ends up getting flipped over. Yeah, there was a uh, bunch of stuff going on in that episode. Yeah, I know. But uh, just one correction: George goes to the movie first, and he just yells it out. It's like, it's like just it, it was the thing. He just yells, "God, that's gotta hurt!" And I guess it got a huge laugh in the uh, in the theater. So he wants to go back and repeat the performance. Yeah, of okay. the other movie. <laughs> ah, it's even like worse. <laughs> yeah, that's also something yeah, that nobody's ever Damn, said. Damn, you like, Oh, look at that laser pen. It's so funny. What do you say? Like, yeah. I think I'm getting the line wrong here. I'm almost positive, but like the funny guy. It's something like that. Again, talking about the laser pen. Anyway, I know. I know he says that to Jerry, I think, before. No, I think he says that in this episode, too. Yeah, I think you're a funny guy, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Hurt! Gotta hurt! (laughs) It's so pathetic. Yeah. How about that tone? This reminds me of the one where George is trying to impress his girlfriend by taking her IQ test, and he doesn't want to take it because he's dumb. 
<laughs> and Lane's like, you're not dumb. And then Jerry's like, oh, he's dumb. People think he's not, but he's dumb. And then Lane brags about how smart she is, so she'll take the test for him. And then for some reason, she can't concentrate on the test or whatever. And so she does poorly on it, but but she's turning in as for George. And then George comes, and you hear him outside, like, yelling up. He's like, what'd you get? And he's like, 65! 65, Jerry! Uh, or whatever the number was. But, ah, fucking gold. All right, that wraps it up. Um, I have one honorable mention that we haven't mentioned yet, and that's when Kramer has the game show. Not the game show. Oh, the, the Murph show Griffin. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bill Murph Griffin set. That was cold. <laughs> Murph Griffin set, and then also that's when George and Jerry are drugging up Jerry's girlfriend to play with her old toys. She has like all these old GI Joes and stuff, and they they keep giving her turkey and wine, so they drug her up so they can play with her toys, and she passes out. It's pretty terrible nowadays, you know. It's like something Cosby would do. Jeebus. <laughs> yeah, and worse. Um, so I have a few uh, honorable mentions myself here, surprisingly. Uh, anti-dentite. <laughs> uh, so that term makes me laugh. Uh, the, I don't. I have no idea, like what, 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 anything else that was going on this episode. But for some reason, uh, Jerry's in a car or a cab, and he's scratching the side of his nose, and like either, <laughs> yeah. either it's like a prospective girlfriend or just an attractive woman looks over, and she gets this disgusted look on his face because it looks like he's picking his nose from the other camera angle. Like, yeah. and, he, and then he, he like is... freaks out. No, no, I was scratching my nose. And that that made me laugh. And then uh, I like when he's describing it to George, and he's like, "Was it a scratch or was it a pick? You can tell me." <laughs> he's like, "No, it was a scratch. Really? Come on, you can tell." <laughs> yeah, and then finally, so one of my biggest uh, reasons for not liking the show is just they're all creeps, and I get that's part of the joke. Um, so I appreciated that in the actual season finale that they all get kicked out of New York for for being assholes. Yeah. They go to jail. Do they go to jail first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because they're in a small town. They're actually in a small town when it happens. And they they pretty much laugh at a guy getting... Joey, what's his name? Uh, Panette. Panette. Yeah, yeah, he gets mugged and they just laugh at him. And then they get arrested for not being good Samaritans. And that's why they bring back all the extras as character witnesses just to show how just terrible people <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, they just got this litany of all these shitty things that they've done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Alex, any? Or no? Yeah, uh, what's his name? Mikey the Bookie? Is his name Mike? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he accidentally breaks his, breaks his hands. <laughs> In that episode, he's like, it was killed. By Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> he turns around. Not only that, but I broke his hands. <laughs> oh, that moment's gold. Oh, Mikey. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's rate it. Um, Alex, go ahead. We rank it between one and seven. One being crap, seven being perfect. Alex. Oh, I'm going to have to give this is... This for the three camera audience sitcom, I gotta give this a seven. Every episode, okay. I at least no, I get a laugh. I get a good laugh with every episode consistently, even from the first season. Yeah, I agree. Easy, 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 easy seven. And like I said, this is my favorite comedy of all time. It's easy seven for me. 
Scott, I'm interested to see what his is. Uh, I've softened a little bit on this over the years, but not by much. Um, there's just I I I wouldn't sit down to watch a full episode. Um, <laughs> oh, don't do this. Twenty three minutes, I'll never get back. Yeah. yeah, I mean I'm not, but I don't get angry about it. Like say like Big Bang Theory or something like that. Oh, um, I hate that show. So this it's tough. I think I think the thing that bugged me about it the most was everybody talked about how oh it's a show about nothing. Well, that's the complete opposite was true. Like it was pretty much the same formula like every episode where somebody tried to get over on somebody else because they thought they were trying to get over on them and they do something shitty. Yeah. And then it blew up in their faces. <laughs> that was pretty much the plot to every uh, every episode. Um, but yeah, and then just, they're so obnoxious. Um, you know, the, and again, there are moments where, where it works and it's funny, but for the most part, it's just, it's not for me. So I give it a three. Three. Wow. Jeez. All right. Boo. Oh. <laughs> Divisive. I don't do his own stupid opinion. This is yeah. probably the biggest divide we've ever had. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, see, well, that's not true. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to, I, As I said that, I was like, no, wait a minute. Jeff hates a lot of stuff that we love, so <laughs> yeah. that's not true. Yeah. But two sevens, two sevens and a low one. I don't know about yeah. that. We'll see. All right. I'll have to punch it into the old app whenever I get that thing working, and we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, it's time for Neam News. No, it's time for Alex knows sports. sports I'm Alex. Sports ball. And I like sports. Sports ball. So, uh, it turns out the Swedes can drink because Russia is running low on beer for the World Cup. I did not hear about this. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're, uh, trying to, they're, um, having trouble keeping up with the demand. So, yeah, I guess if they had to, uh, shave some money off at the top out of this old stadium building thing, they picked the wrong place. Isn't that like how they make like their most money on sites through concessions? Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much true throughout the entire world, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think so. It used to be Buvacillas for that one World Cup, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe in, maybe in American football because it's just like once a week, and they sell the tickets for like five hundred dollars a pop or something like that. Yeah, pretty much anything else. I, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I can't even uh, as an aside. I cannot name an actual Russian. Like label for beer, yeah, red tick beer. Oh. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's Russian imperial stout, but I don't think that's actually coming from Russia. What about old Rasputin? I uh, don't think that's actually coming from there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing. They probably imported like, Rasputin, folks. <laughs> imported uh, German beers, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have their own beer, but they're more vodka people anyway. That's true. Maybe they run. Maybe they're running low on vodka too. That's why they switched the beer. I don't know. Potato maybe, famine. I can't imagine everyone in a soccer game drinking vodka or any sporting match. Oh, There's no Jesus. beer, just vodka. There wouldn't even be a riot. Everybody'd just be puking and passed out. <laughs> I don't know. These are Russians we're talking about. Oh, that's true. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. World Cup. All right. It's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right. So I just learned today that the Creed 2 trailer is out. Oh, uh, yeah. I have not watched it yet. <laughs> uh, but 
I I'm on its face. I am looking forward to it. I enjoyed the first Creed. Uh, have you guys seen it? Not the trailer. The movie, yeah, but not the trailer. I haven't even yeah, seen the yeah, movie yeah. yet. I gotta watch. it. Okay, yeah. It, it uh, as an aside, the the those Arnold Schwarzenegger musicals. Uh, those guys did, like haven't done any, but they did one more for Creed. Oh, really? That's, that's actually pretty funny. Awesome. Um, so if you, anybody knows what I'm talking about, look that up. But uh, anyways, uh, Michael B. Jordan was good in the first one. He's at the top of his game, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, need to squeeze out as many movies out of Sly now that we can before he's just this mumbling, gelatinous mass. <laughs> before he's a mumbling something or other? Gelatinous yeah, mass. Yeah. I know, I know he's doing uh, Escape Plan 2. Jeez. That first one was bad. Yeah, the first one was not good. Uh, so the, there's that. Uh, I again something else I learned today. Uh, there's a T6 in the work, Terminator 6. Oh, Jeebus. Uh, it's supposed to be, yeah, but it's supposed to be the director from the first Deadpool, I think, or the writer. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, director. Yeah, and this one's supposed to take place like they're basically ignoring everything after T2. Yep. And this is supposed to like basically pick up where that one well not well, I doubt it'll pick up where it left off, but it's supposed to follow the continuity there. Um Okay. So yeah, we'll, well see. I like, the, I like that idea. Eh, Linda Hamilton's sucked, involved. Uh, we'll see. What's his face is back the rights fell back to Cameron, so he's producing it. Okay. Um, I don't know how much effort he's gonna have into it because he's doing all the avatars. He's shit, doing but... like eighteen different things, like yeah. from a submarine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, we'll see. You know, you get get Arnie back again, I guess. Although I don't know, I never saw Genesis, so that might not work. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't the worst part of that. Uh, but Linda Hamilton uh, looks like she's on board with it. Um, so yeah, we'll see. There we go. I mean, the Deadpool director. I don't know if he's the right guy for this, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, like, there's a pretty good track record lately of these guys that are kind of doing more comedy that turns out they have real chops for these um, not completely serious action movies. Yeah. Um, but Deadpool was an action movie as well as a comedy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, not completely serious. Yeah. So, yeah, no. The the, the Russo brothers, the, the Deadpool guy, uh, even like the John Wick people to a lesser extent. Uh, less, less comedy there, but they're not like traditional directors, really. They're like stunt coordinators. Uh, yeah, this guy—he's actually a video game guy. He, he's like—he's just coming on the scene now in movies, but he's like fifty-something years old, and he's been doing like video game trailers and a bunch of stuff his entire life. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you, by that. And there's that. Uh, so uh, the the whole Disney buying Fox thing is still not done. Uh, there was supposed to be a vote in I think, early July and in June about it, but uh, Comcast has upped their offer to pay in cash. Like sixty something billion. Um, the original Disney offer was fifty two point four billion, and now they've since uh, upped it to seventy one point three billion um, in cash and uh, stocks, um, which is better for uh, Fox, I guess, because they can't the 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 stocks can't be taxed directly, as opposed to yeah. just paying in cash and having uh, Uncle Sam take out a big chunk of that. Uh, 
So I'm so surprised this is going on, and I uh, really hope that Comcast does not win out in this shit. Yeah. Um, so Comcast is... So Scott, I, I mean, how old, how recent is your news? Because I just saw a few hours ago that Fox agrees to the Disney offer. Okay. Then yeah, like within three hours ago, Wall Street Journal was saying that. Okay, so that's very. Well, what you're saying. Though. I was just reading like, something earlier today. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, thanks for the update. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking I mean, news I, here on on uh, on Shutters. To be honest, it's the Wall Street Journal, and like that can read the first four sentences before I hit a paywall. Oh, the rest of the one was Fox agrees if. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, well, so yeah, the the main the main point being that uh, want at least while they they've got this Marvel machine going, that they they pump out some entertaining uh, movies for some of these other IPs. Um, who knows if Fantastic Four is ever get made again? Uh, but maybe X Men having a uh, Faggy. Uh, kind of put his fingers on things. Yeah. Although they the they, they they definitely hit on something with Deadpool. Yeah, that was a fluke. That was a big fan push too for the first one after well, the trailer I, leaked. The the so, I mean the screen test leaked. Yeah. So so quote unquote. Um, yeah. Sorry, Jeff. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say the one thing I did here is that, I mean. Disney's not doing this for Marvel. They're doing it for, for oh yeah, for the catalog, for the streaming, streaming services. services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even if say Fox or Comcast would buy this, I think the Marvel rights fall back to Marvel. I think that I'm. I thought I read a thing where when they when the Marvel deal went through or whatever, when they sold the rights to Fox, it's like okay, but if you do something, something happens, it falls back to the original rights holder. So even if Comcast mm-hmm. was to win, I think. X-Men and Fantastic Four would come back to Disney no matter what. I, I think I heard that. I'm not positive. Okay. I guess the, that makes sense. Uh, I was, was going to say, though, about, uh, about Deadpool, um, like Alex was saying, I, I think the reason why that, that really worked, um, besides there was some competent competency going on there, um, is they weren't trying to, to do the Marvel thing. They weren't trying to do the DC thing. Like like Sony did with the last couple Spider Man, um, they they were just Spider Man. Uh, they're just like, okay, this is Deadpool. This is how this is gonna work. Like we're not, you know, there's no like real formula here. This is Deadpool, so this is gonna be violent and it's gonna be joke packed and and people ate it up, you know. And, and again, it just goes it goes to show between the Marvel stuff and this that. Uh, if you're gonna have these like these, these superheroes, that you gotta have a little levity. Uh, so, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff ran away. He's getting ninja beard. <laughs> no, I'm here. Oh yeah. I just noticed that uh, Battle Cat didn't have his armor on, so I was starting to put. It on. <laughs> uh, and anyway, I'm, I'm I ramble, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I hope Deadpool sets some kind of example for. You know, let's remember that it's supposed to be fun. Zack Snyder, the cough, cough. Yeah, that that was news. That you did the uh, Disney had a big shakeup, or not Disney? DC had a big shakeup with their stuff again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no one cares. <laughs> they got rid of 
Jeff Johns, the guy that was running it, and they just made him like a specific, not running it anymore, just working on a specific Green Lantern movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> Basically sending him to like Alaska. Yeah. Well, I think he wrote a bunch of good Green Lantern comics. So I think he's good for that. But then they brought in Jim Lee, the famous artist, graphic artist. But like, what is he, to run it? I'm like, what does he know about running stuff? So I, I don't know. I mean, I know he worked for Image and all that, and he did that. But I, I that seems different than running a studio. I don't know. I yeah. have a feeling they have no idea what they're doing over there. <laughs> I think they that's, have that's, that feeling. That's too. kind of that's kind of a. I don't know what makes you think that, Jeff. Hot hot take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, more more Disney Fox Megacorp news. And I'm still confused about what exactly gets like transferred over to the Disney at that point. Uh, anyway, and then finally, uh, let's see, today, as of this recording, is the 20th. Um, in a couple more days, Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. Season 2 will have hit Netflix. And I'm seeing some good reviews. Uh, I, I enjoyed the first one. Uh, I'm looking forward to the second one. I... You know, I've I've watched every single one of these things, um, even Iron Fist. Uh, so it's it's actually interesting. Uh, side note: at Comic Con this year, I guess Marvel's not having one of their mega panels like they usually do. Yeah, yeah, I heard that at least not for any new properties. I don't know; they might have just fan shit going on. Um, so there's speculation that uh, to fill that gap, that they're gonna there's gonna be something for Iron Fist too. So we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll see about that uh, if there ever if there is an Iron Fist two, um, but uh, yeah, Luke Cage in a couple of days. Looking forward to it, and that's all I got for for this episode. Alex, anything you wanted to discuss? Uh, nope, I'm good. All right, Jeff. Um, I can't get my armor on Battle Cat. <laughs> this is the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Um, um, no, nothing. I I mentioned last week I saw Hotel Artemis and the other thing, right? And then uh, I'm going back and rewatching some Battlestar Galactica episodes, which you guys need to do because we're going to do an episode on that soon. Oh yeah, at least watch the miniseries, Scott. I've I've got the black lung. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it's a great show. Uh, that's odd. I got nothing. So, all right. So, Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Or, okay. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> la, la, la. La, la, la. Go out on a high note. <laughs> and scene. Look at George taking it to Tebow. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. say oh what <laughs> <laughs>